Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Pass. <laughs> hey everybody, happy Friday. Froth here. Welcome to uh, Thought Eater Podcast. Uh, appreciate y'all listening. Hope everybody's having a good day. I was uh, thinking today, I run my uh, my game on Saturdays. I do a, it's kind of a mashup of first edition AD&D and uh, BX. Basically, I use the first edition players options in the book and the DMG and everything, but I, I heavily simplify all the combat and everything and just use the simple BX stuff. I kind of throw everything in there. It's all interchangeable anyway, but the core is AD&D first edition, but anyway, so I start to just kind of roll things over my mind. I, I, I don't prep all that much. I more just kind of replay what happened in my mind and get myself you know, excited, uh, after a long work week, like most of us probably. And, um, I was thinking about it just brought back, uh, you know, different memories, the group I play with, uh, we've been together for a long time now. Time really flies. Some of them I've been playing with, you know, 10 years plus online, which is crazy how fast it's gone by. But so one of the things when I think about good gaming memories, there's always one I've probably forgotten so much more than, than I'll ever be able to remember. But one thing that I'll never forget and always remember it, uh, I thought I'd share it as a, as a podcast tonight, um, with you guys. So <clears throat> I usually run my games, um, in Greyhawk. Um, it's my favorite campaign setting. I'll sometimes do some homebrew stuff or we'll, be in Ravenloft or, you know, sometimes we do asides like that, but usually it's Greyhawk. I just have a great love for it. So anyway, this is going back some years, a couple campaigns ago, but, um, so the group, I'd kind of made a sandbox, you know, using Greyhawk where thrown different modules and stuff here and there. Some of it Gygax stuff, some of it and I just OSR stuff and just kind of, you know, whatever they ran into, if they got into it, they can follow it or whatever. So one of the main themes was the tomb of elemental evil module and everything. And so, um, really to get to the great memory, I have to kind of preface it with all this. So this is the setup for you. Um, so one of the players, um, ended up getting green slime dropped right on his head. Right. So, uh, this was in the moat house um, from Homlet. So anyway, they eventually got it off, you know, burn it off, but not before he was, you know, completely disfigured, you know, half melted face, um, just a couple of, you know, tufts, wispy tufts of hair left, you know, uh, just completely deformed from it. Um, kind of picture, if you ever seen, uh, Jim Carrey, the fire marshal bill from the old in living color show, something like that. So, you know, he, and his player, he's a really good sport. So, you know, he, he survives, but he's, you know, completely, you know, disfigured anyway. So a couple months later in the campaign, uh, you know, I love the one EDMG. One of the things I love about just first edition AD&D, really D &D, old school D&D &D in general, is that there's no semblance of balance. So I love using the random tables. 
uh, you know, wandering monster tables for the wilderness, for the DMG, because you're just as likely to encounter something that's completely harmless as you are to encounter, you know, a small army or, or whatever. So the party had ran into the, a rock, you know, one of the, the mythical huge birds. And, um, so ended up random rolling who it would attack. And of course it attacks, you know, melted face guy. And, um, so anyway, it picks him up and starts to fly off with him. The party shoots some arrows or whatever. And say they, you know, scare the rock off or whatever, distract enough to where they, the rock drops the guy. So he gets dropped from this huge, you know, huge free fall. And, uh, he survives it with clerical healing or whatever, but now his, you know, all of his teeth, but like, you know, one on top and a couple on the bottom are knocked out and he's, you know, kind of crumpled now and he's kind of walks with a limp. And so he's got the, you know, the green slime face melt, the just a couple of, you know, little patches of, of hair, thin hair, um, the, you know, one ear sort of just dangling that's barely hanging on from the slime. And he's also kind of just crumpled and toothless and just a sight, you know, his charisma, his charisma is in the dirt, basically. Um, so, so you got that mental image. Well, as the party, uh, after the party had uh, finished fighting some slave lords or, or, or whatever, they ran them through, you know, they ended up in that module at one point. Uh, the first one of those. And um, as usual, they're hightailing it out of somewhere, uh, leaving carnage in their wake. But, um, you know, the, the main Darlene Gygax uh, Greyhawk maps, you know, it's tons of empty space. So they're traveling back, middle of nowhere. Um, and their, their beloved dog um, had died uh, via the slave lords. Now, this dog was with them throughout the entire campaign. Somehow it had survived. Uh, you know, I wasn't ever going after the dog or anything, but I wasn't taking it easy on the dog either. But it, this thing had survived for so long and been just a loved member of the party. I think they, they loved the dog, you know, more than they loved their own characters. And um, so... The dog had been killed, and they decided that they were going to keep the do the dead dog, and try to take it back to Verbabank, the largest city nearby. So, you know, it's days and days travel to Verbabank. So they've got this dead dog, you know, attracting flies, reeking, you know, in the back of their cart. Okay, so you got green slime guy, and you got the dead dog in the cart. So anyway. As I'd mentioned before, random tables can be quite unbalanced, so they're, you know, making their way slowly, middle of nowhere, uh, with the with the dog in the cart, and I end up rolling, and it's, it ends up being bandits, and, you know, Gygax pulls no punches, so I don't remember exactly how many it was, but it was something like, you know, 20 to, to 30 bandits, you know, just a, a massive amount, you know, no way they're going to win. Um, they weren't at high level enough to, to challenge, you know, even come close to challenging 30 fighter types. So, so the bandits come up to them and I'm thinking, you know, I'll probably have the bandits just rob them and take all their magic items and everything. And it'll suck, but 
you know, that's part of the game. You know, it could make for great adventures for them to be basically left in their underwear in the middle of, the, of nowhere in the Planace and have to figure out what to do. So, you know, the have the bandits come up to them and everything and come up to the cart and, you know, start telling them that they're going to have to give them everything they've got. And then and it, it, it sort of just starts to, you know, the Im- improvisation of it all starts to pop into my mind as, you know, the green slime guy kind of hops off the cart so the the bandit takes one look at him with his you know tooth dangling and his you know malformed ear and half his face half melted and just a couple of little you know sad little patches of wispy hair uh kind of limping over um you know diseased looking and uh looks at him and then it's like oh so what you got in the cart and you know maybe takes his short sword to look under the tarp and just sees the foul, nasty <clears throat> carcass of the dead dog there, all fly covered, you know. And it was like, you know, the so the bandit guy, you know, looks at the dead dog, looks back at green slime face melted guy, looks back at the dead dog, and then it's like, yeah, all right, well, you know, signals to the rest of the bandits, yeah, call it off, nothing to see here, We're just gonna pretend we never saw this, you know uh seen enough for one day let you guys on through so you know the bandits just end up not even bothering to to um to rob them or anything based on just the grotesque weird uh you know disturbing nature of of the encounter so there's lots of things i love about that uh it was hilarious i don't know you know explaining it's never quite as good as it was obviously but part of that is because there are so many different random elements that had to come together for that scene to have happened you know he would have had to have had the green slime dropped on him i had to roll that random rock um it they had to, the the dog had to be killed they had to decide to bring the dog back to verbabont i had to roll those bandits and it all had to come together to be such a ridiculous awesome you know scene memorable and uh, so that's what just really more than anything exemplifies uh and uh, demonstrates uh what i love about D, what i love about role-playing games it's those those unbelievable kind of accidents circumstances things that emerge while you play that you could never in a million years have planned out and have been as, as funny or has been as fun so that was what i was thinking about today i wanted to share with you guys so Anyway, if you're planning on running some games this weekend or playing in some games, I hope you have an awesome time. Uh, I sure do appreciate everybody that's checked out the podcast and listened. So I'll keep some uh, more stuff coming for you and y'all have a great weekend.